1: Pleasant to see you. Nice little trim you got there. You're looking very dapper. I Shout out to Zach, Compass Barbershop. Thanks so much for hooking me up. Ideal done. Hey, are you ready for a new truck? Get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks. Duramax, Chevy, and GMC. Coulter, the Lady Grizz One last night and in fact won pretty convincingly 15 point victory uh, they got over Northern Colorado and that win coupled with the Southern Utah loss you know they were in uh, sort of a, it was a two team race for that sort of fourth seed and their win coupled with Southern Utah's uh, uh, loss gets them into that spot in fact Northern Col- Northern Arizona has now dropped all, three in a row and if they've dropped all the way to fifth place in the standings they're still sitting on a buyer or Northern Arizona but this clinches a first round buy for the Lady Grizz and You know, for all the ups and downs that this team has gone through this year and at times playing really well and at times playing inexplicably bad, uh, they get it done when they needed to have it. And they, uh, you know, can go into Southern Utah – Exhale a little bit and prepare themselves for next week, and not having to play Monday is absolutely massive. I think no matter who the opponent is, not so much about winning and losing, but just having that additional game for a potential future game uh, that you know you don't have to worry about the legs and so on. And they will finish their regular season tomorrow in Cedar City, but they'll head to Boise uh, and uh, and take the day off on Monday. Now with a four seed in the tournament,
0: I remain slightly skeptical, but. They deserve a ton of credit for closing the seasons season strong. They're on a three-game winning streak now. They one of those wins is over Northern Arizona, which is a good win. The last two are wins that, that they were expected to get, but they still went and got it done. Mackenzie Johnson deserves a ton of credit for last night. She was outstanding, especially early. She sparked a 17-0 run. I think she had 12 points either where she made the basket or assisted on the bucket during that 17-0 run. So she was playing like a senior, controlling the tempo, getting up and down the court. And Montana was getting out and running, and that's what they need to do. That's where they're at their best. Last night in the league, most of the best teams in the league were on the road, and most of the best teams won, which I think all their coaches would be very happy that they were able to get bank road wins going into the tournament now. And so here we are, we got one game left to play, but all the seeds on the women's side are determined. Montana State sewed up the one seed a couple weeks ago, but Idaho sewed up the number two seed last night. Idaho State sewed up the three. The Lady Grizz will be the four. Northern Arizona's the five. I think the only two seeds that aren't sewed up right now, it's between the eight and the nine. Portland State, if I'm not mistaken, their league schedule is finished, so they're just waiting for one more result. But other than that, Southern Utah will get the six, so we kind of know where we're at here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Shannon Schwain manages the game Saturday. It's not really for much. Portland State women's play Sacramento State tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. they, so it's Portland Northern, Northern, Northern Arizona is the one done. that's done. Right, yeah, okay. Because North, NAU done. and Portland State played last night. Right, so NAU's the one that's done. Portland State, Sac State tomorrow. So that game will be... I think, for the eight seed, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Southern Utah-Montana game now doesn't have much consequence to it. So None. I'll, I'll ask you, though. Go into the tournament on a four-game winning streak, including having won back-to-back road games, or manage your roster, experiment with some rotations, and to see where you're at, and maybe not let it all hang out against a Southern Utah team who is already in their spot too but that's going to be celebrating the senior night of rebecca cardina as one of the great one of the great players in the league
1: uh i would i would be in management mode uh you would yes i would uh i think and when i say management mode what i mean is this you're not going to go into any basketball game and you know sit the starters or something like that and and just play your straight bench for the whole thing and if if kids are playing, when when you know when when the women are playing, go play. I mean, you go out there and you go to work, right? I mean, that's what you do. You 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 lose your edge if you're not getting better. You're getting worse. So go out there and improve and get better. But also, I I cannot under I would not understand if McKenzie Johnston played certainly into the thirty minutes and maybe even over twenty five. Mm-hmm. I actually expect that she will, but I don't think that there's.
0: All <laughs> well, right, because that's just what she does.
1: But I, 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 I just don't understand why you would do that. And and frankly, it wouldn't. I would very seriously think about somebody like her. Maybe do you do take the night off tonight? You know, because uh, it's not as if there's so much time. I mean, they played last night Wednesday. They're going to be playing on Tuesday. That's six days. There's plenty of stretches during a regular season where you have. That amount of time off, and even a little bit more. So it's not as if it's this weird extended period where you're not having played a basketball game, and then all of a sudden you got to be ready to go.
0: No, it'd it'll be, it'll be the exact same, basically, right? Because they'll yeah. play Friday. It, 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 regardless of. Well, she, I'm saying
1: if she didn't play totally, tomorrow, totally, totally. You know? But
0: either way, it's just a, it's a pretty normal turn. It like is four days. The difference is, it's not about
1: the Tuesday game. Certainly, it is because you got to go win it somehow. You got to because they're going to play Northern Arizona, right? We know that for sure. For sure. So they're playing Northern Arizona, and even though they beat NAU twice, NAU is a very good basketball team. And
0: NAU doesn't have to play Friday.
1: That's right. Yeah, they're not not playing. They
0: have this entrenched buy, which is a they're already preparing
1: for the Lady Griz. Right, random
0: advantage. Right.
1: So you know, I think that that I mean, all, all of my prep work as coaches, coaching staff, would be about Northern Arizona. I mean you you want to give it a look out there against Southern Utah and say something on the board or whatever but this I would be watching NAU film right now okay but the point is is that it's not even it, it is absolutely about Tuesday cuz if you don't win that game you go home but taking Friday off isn't about the game itself Tuesday it's about the fact that if you're trying to get where you want to go you're going to be playing three games in four days and I think you are preparing yourself as best you can to go as far as you can in this tournament, not just for one day on Tuesday, but for, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that that would be my mentality. Now, I don't know that how many people f- expect the Lady Grizz to be playing on Friday, you know, but if you're the Lady Grizz, if you're Shannon Swain, to me, you do. You, you do expect that. You should expect that. And so you prepare for the run that you're about to go on physically even as you prepare for just one game mentally does that make sense i mean that's kind of what i my and and the southern utah thing we're here to play well we're here to get better and as we get better then we that means we are going to play well and we're here to get a win and i am going to and 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 everybody's going to play and we're going to mix this thing up, and we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to celebrate on the floor that we are the four seed in the tournament. That's what we're going to do here. And McKenzie-Johnston, to me, is 25 minutes or less or not at all even. Uh, that would be my thought.
0: Up right now, BigSkyConf.com. And later on this evening, SkyOnSportsMT.com. Long-form story that I did for the Big Sky all about the history of the tournament in terms of top seeds and non-top seeds winning the tournament. And some of the teams that have gone on runs and gotten hot at the right time, especially since the neutral site started, it's been mostly top seeds that have won the thing. But there has been some bracket busters, specifically the Southern Utah men and the Idaho State women have been the teams that have busted brackets the most. Coming out of that first round and winning a couple games, knocking out some top seeds. Interviewed Seton Sobolewski, the head coach of Idaho State, for this story. And to paraphrase, one of the things that he said was, the reason that I think that we've had success in the tournament is that you don't want to change what you've been doing. He said playing early in the week puts you in that tournament mode. Sometimes I think that's an advantage for teams that play in the first round as opposed to teams that have to wait around for a bye. You get in a rhythm, you know what to expect. You don't want to change what you've been doing that got you to that point just because you're in the postseason. So, I I don't know. I think that Montana... Great response by the Lady Grizz. They get destroyed in Bozeman. And it's their second straight loss, and they're sort of hanging by a thread. And it could go either way.
1: And And they're they're down 10 after the first quarter against a good Northern Arizona team. Absolutely.
0: And they responded and they locked down and they won the NAU game and then they double up uh, a shorthanded and not good Sac State team. Then they go on the road and they avenge one of their league losses, which is one of their only home league losses by beating Northern Colorado. So I agree in terms of the resting portion of it, but I also think that sometimes that stuff's overblown. Like with a player like Mackenzie Johnston, does she need to rest? I mean, this girl has played – I mean, let's let's do the math – She has played 24 games where she's played 40 minutes or more over the last two years alone.
1: Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web.
0: Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time.
1: And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right?
0: Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Now, on one hand, you say well, that would wear anybody out. She doesn't get worn out. That's why she doesn't come out of the game. She had a stretch last year where she played nine games in a row where she didn't come out of the game. See, I, I think it's a little bit of a fallacy. I think she does get worn out, and I think you see okay. it
1: defensively.
0: Like, sure, I, I think you see it defensively sure. at the end. I, of, I guess what of, I'm of saying is though, I, I guess what I'm saying, those basketballs a game of rhythm as much as anything, right? So I don't know if you really do want to change things. I think you just play how you've been playing and try to continue to play how you've been playing, and then if by chance you get to you know, say halfway through the third quarter and you're up big or you're down big, then you start to manage the minutes. But I don't think you go in the game with the strategy of managing the minutes. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would. It, let me say it like this. But is, isn't playing in an arena like Southern Utah, it's great prep for playing at a neutral court? Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's a fair point, and that could be. And I I should also be clear, when I
1: say manage minutes, I'm making up numbers, okay? Uh, 25 minutes, whatever I'm just saying. The coaches know their kids. They know what they're capable of. The kids and them are having conversations. The trainers are having conversations. Like, Sophia Stiles should not play tomorrow. See,
0: I agree with that more because Sophia Styles has been clearly banged That's up. That's right. That's right. So, just let her get as much rest as she can and...
1: McKinsey Johnston I mean we even asked her how you know how do you play all the minutes you play you know she goes I feel pretty good I may not when the season's over but I feel pretty good now and kind of when you're grinding through it that's all well and good but again the point is as much as she's played which is basically all the minutes that you can play there's only one time where you are playing if it goes well three games in four days and there's a very real possibility that she could play 120 minutes of basketball in four days mm-hmm. if, if it was, you know, to come down to it. Sure. You don't, we don't know what the second half of the championship game looks like for her on the end of that run. And so to me, I think that right now, now that it's a done deal, I mean, it's it. The four seed play playing NAU, it's over. It's all done. There's nothing more to be done. I think you prepare for that in every way possible. Okay. Two more questions for okay. me.
0: Okay. One. Montana plays Northern Arizona. Montana swept Northern Arizona. Mm -hmm. Montana's sweep of Northern Arizona is the best set of wins Lady Grizz have this season. No question. Montana was swept by Idaho State. They were swept by Idaho. They were swept by Montana State. So the team in the standings that has been the best relative to Lady Grizz that they have had the most success against is Northern Arizona. Do you buy the notion of it's so hard to beat a team three times?
1: No, I don't. In fact, Statistically, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I don't think that this is an absolute coin flip It's, it's in a, terms of this particular it's one. It's such
0: an interesting matchup, though, because yeah. what do the Lady Grizz have in spades compared to the rest of the league size? Mm. Especially when Jamie Pickens has it going, like mm-hmm. she did on Thursday against Northern Arizona last week. This year's league, I mean, look at Montana State. They're playing basically positionless basketball with the exception of their two primary ball handlers in Darian White and Oleana Squires. Valen and is playing the three, the four, and the five all at once. They switch everything on defense. Martha Kuderer sometimes might be guarding the four. Blair Braxton, when she's in the game, is the only true five. Other than that, they have a whole bunch of power forwards who can play on the wing. They can play in the post. I mean, Kuderer, Madeline Smith, Valen and they're all kind of like that. They all are sort of Yeah, And that's kind of how the league is, too. I mean, you have the clinker sisters at Idaho, but they're not true bigs as much as they are rim to rim power forwards. The Lady Grizz have a couple actually true post players. Abby Anderson is definitely the, the truest rim protector in the league. Yeah, Jay Pickens is one of the true post players in the league. That's the f- part where Montana has such an advantage over NAU because what does NAU do? They play four round one. Krika Rashid is a first team all league player, but she's 5'10". Yeah, but She's the leading scorer in the league as, as playing on the block but she's four or five inches shorter than Jamie Pickens. That's why she was held scoreless until the third quarter in Missoula because Abby Anderson blocked her shot multiple times. And so I think that even though NAU and Montana have been relatively even in terms of who who they've beaten, who they've lost to, and what their records are sitting here at the end of the year, Montana actually has the matchup advantage in this game. Now that said, it's a huge game for Montana. NAU's playing with house money. They had the second most league wins in the history of their program already. This is already one of the great years they've ever had. Their women's basketball program has never been good. They've been good for one little period of time in the late 90s, and then one two-year span when they had Amy Patton and they caught lighting in a bottle, they went to the tournament for their only NCAA tournament appearance. So last question for you. Okay. How big is this game in terms of the future of the Lady Grizz program? Because as we know, Shan Schwain's in a contract year. They have done, I think... The, the minimum of what they needed to do, they've gotten the bye. The The 1-7 record against the Cats looms large, I think. But the fact that they're going into the tournament with a bye and as a top-five seed, I think that helps the Lady Grizz. But to me, I think they need to prove that they can win a game on a neutral court. If, if
1: the Lady Grizz lose this game, I don't know, but I don't think that Shannon Swain is coming back as the head coach really That that, that is, that's my impression because
0: because I was thinking about this last night and when they won last night I, th- I thought to myself I th- I think that Shannon just got herself a new contract because here's the thing
1: Ken Haslam cannot cannot give her a one year contract again to me Like absolutely, if if you're going to keep her, then you go all in, and you go. You've you've done what you needed to do. We're going to take. We we recognize the injuries that were there that impacted this program. We look at the talent that has been brought in, and all those things are true. And we're going three years. We're doing the thing, and we're going forward with this thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Especially considering the roster situation as well. She's got two of her daughters on the roster, so she got Jamie Pickens on the roster. This is
1: sort of an all or nothing situation. So I, I don't think there's like a middle spot where you go, well, let's see it again. Let's run this back one more time and let's go because it kills your recruiting. It kills everything. And it's been a very tense year in a lot of ways because it, it always is. Anytime a coach is coaching on a one-year deal. Just, right. It's, it's and, just and a it, fact.
2: It's
0: accentuated when it's not just the last year of a multi-year deal. You were extended for one year. That's right. Because right. basically it's like prove it. Yes. Yeah. And I, right. th- I think that I've been very critical of the Lady yep. Grizz program. Certainly, I will fully admit that. That said, I think that the one-year deal needed to happen because just the confluence of disaster that was the first two years with the injury situation, (laughs) I mean, you never know how it was going to go, but a lot of it really wasn't about Mm -hmm. the coaching. You just don't have – I mean, they didn't have the best player in the league. Right. Valley was no, no, no. gone. So, uh, so I, I, I get not, it. This is not excuse. Me. And by the way. But, but so much of this, though, too, it, it's not about the broad results. And that's what I have always argued with Lady Grizz. It's about the specific games. In other words, if I don't think this is necessarily about winning or losing. If I'm determining the future of this program, if I'm the athletic director at Montana, if I'm determining the future of this program, I'm watching the way that the game is coached. In Boise. Yes. And if it's a close loss, but it was a well-played, hard-played game, and you lost to a team that has basically the same record as you, who's an up-and-coming team with a great coach and Lori Payne, okay, but if it's like it was last year, where you just melt down and you lose to Southern Utah, that's where it goes awry. Well, they're and not losing to Southern Utah. They would be losing if they were to to NAU. You know, I'm talking about last year they, when they lost to Southern Utah. They no, gave they gave Southern Utah their last, that's right. their only tournament no, win no, ever.
1: I, I understand, but, but I'm it just is saying a, it that's not possible. It is a different scenario, too, though. Because <laughs> The the thing to me, though, is, is the Lady Grizz, everybody says that, you know, okay, you can't, you, you know, you can't, play in the shadow or with the memory of Robin Selvig and the program and everything like that. And you know, okay, that's fine. Right. You are hard pressed if you could do it at all to find a better situation for women's basketball. I mean, obviously the Yukons of the world, South Carolina's, I get Baylor's rolling, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Notre, has that hit. Notre I mean, Dame, Oregon outside of, of the blue bloods at the, that are the top, Eight ten programs th- that have always or seemingly always been that show me a better situation where your advantages are so much greater than at every other program that you are up against on a on a same basis in, within your conference than Montana women's basketball. I don't I, it, it isn't there, and so the fact that the team has showed fight has showed grittiness has played well down the stretch. That's all to their credit. A four seed. In a season where Weber State is on a hello fifteen game losing streak, it no has one win, no doubt, and Eastern Washington has two. So everybody that's ninth or better has is effectively four and because oh, they're only beating each other. That's four wins that you've got. True. So they're twelve and seven right now, but outside of that, they're eight and seven. No doubt, and their record compared to those other teams are is very middle of the road. Totally. So to me, it comes down to tournament time. What are you going to do in Boise? That's what comes down. And that's
0: and that's why I remain slightly skeptical because when you look at the league right now, there's literally no seniors on the top five teams except for on the Montana schools. (laughs) Estefania Ors is the only senior on Idaho State's roster. She tore her ACL before the year started, so she's out. Idaho State doesn't have a senior. NAU does not have a senior on their starting lineup. They have, I think, two seniors that are both grad transfers that come off the bench. But that's it. Yeah. Look at Idaho. I can never remember which clinker sister is which, but one of the two clinker sisters who hail from Fairfield, Montana. I believe Lizzie is a senior and Natalie's is a junior. But one of them is a senior. Besides that, no seniors at Idaho either. So yep. you don't have veteran players, whereas Montana has three seniors. Montana State has five seniors. Look at what the team with five seniors has done. No doubt. They've run roughshod all over the league. So it'll be interesting to see because I do think that even though the Lady Grizz have taken care of business to this point, 28 games into the year, 19 league games into the year, I still think that Tuesday is an enormous game for the program. 100% agree. Stu Telling one
1: is One of 1029 ESPN Radio. On the other side, we're going to set you up with Tucker Sargent. Tucker Sargent comes in here, talks a little lacrosse, and maybe even a little boston Why? Well, because he's from, well, not Boston, but the Northeast.
0: which all counts, so we'll get with him. Right per per Dave in the back, Lizzie Clinker is the, the senior of the two Clinker mm, sisters. Very good. If you talk about girls that got out of Montana, how did those girls not end up at one of the two Montana schools? They were outstanding, and they were only class C players. Ask no questions, hear no lies, Coulter.
1: Uh, Wingate by Wyndham. That's where you want to go. If you got a place that you need to stay, if you want to have a great breakfast, they got it for you there. If you uh, have a, a a conference, a meeting, a convention you need to have, they got the space for you. They're located very conveniently in relationship to both the airport and the interstate. It's basically got everything you need, whether you're traveling or even in Western Montana. Already, you need a great place to go set some people up.
0: And it is tournament time right now. March Madness is about to be upon us. It's tournament time for high school hoops as well, Western Divisionals, AA Divisionals going on right now at Missoula Sentinel. There's also a whole bunch of AAU tournaments coming up, too. So for any of the you future sports superstars out there or parents of future sports superstars, with AAU season de- descending upon Missoula between now and the end of the month, whether it's basketball, volleyball, hockey, whatever club sport you're playing, Wingate by Wyndham is a great location for youth travel sports. They have great group discounts, and of course, they have the water parks. You want to get your kids warmed up. You want to get them cooled down. You want to wear them out before bed, whatever you need. They got that great water park with the water slides. Plus, they have a great breakfast, which is a free option for all guests. But the weekends are booking fast, so Wingate by Wyndham encourages you to call them early for the best room selection. Wingate by Wyndham let them make you feel at home even when you're not
1: former host of two-tell and tucker and longtime head coach of the university of montana lacrosse team for a player of that very same lacrosse team and national champion tucker Sargent. hello tucker how are you
3: it's a great introduction ryan it, that, I, think, it, I think people have heard that before but i appreciate you bringing it up let me again. tell you
1: something it, it, every time's like the first time when you got that belt buckle on you know what i mean i know you're not wearing it around but the national championship i'll wear buckle, it next time for yeah, that's what i want to see uh good to see you bud welcome in here we wanted to uh do we're I don't know what a third of the way through the season, half of something like that coming up on it uh, in the knockouts degree? I, I think
3: I think in terms of time, it's about a third, but games played were almost at the halfway point. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: Montana is four and three right now, and that is uh, a little bit uh, misleading because you guys have played maybe the toughest schedule in the country thus far in your non-conference schedule in terms of the teams you played you just welcome St. John's as I said in Missoula that you got St. John's to Sunday come to yeah, Missoula Sunday, yeah
3: Sunday afternoon
1: uh, one of the outstanding teams in the nation it went uh, one goal game uh, 13 to 12 the final that St. John's getting the win but you guys have been driving like always all over the earth uh, in the bus you're headed it, to yeah. Moscow and Pullman for the for the tour there this weekend to take on Idaho and Washington state. But where are we at with Montana? Because the lacrosse team right now is uh, feels like it's in a very good place. Really actually rolling.
3: You know, it's, it's hard to really say whether we're rolling, whether we're doing well, whether we're growing. I mean, it's so interesting to me where we are right now, because we are, you know, 50% of our roster is freshmen. There are a lot of very new young players getting playing time. And if you would ask me at the beginning of the season, you know, where where do I think we would be? Uh I think our actually I, I would have guessed our record would be about what it is right now, but the losses would have been extreme mm. and the victories closer rather than or you know yeah, yeah, yeah. closer Either the than, other way around, right? Uh, th- than what it's been. Um I thought we had a pretty good fall uh training session coming into the season and I I liked what we had, but being so young and new and, and having to rely on a lot of young guys, uh, freshman goalie, I mean, uh, uh, to be named one of them in the most important position, um, I, I would have been a little more tepid coming into it, but it's, it's an interesting group. They've worked really, really hard. They've, they've all bought in, which I think is the biggest thing. And, I think that when you look at us matched up against the bigger, the the teams ahead of us currently in the, in the latest uh, poll that just came out, we're ranked ninth in the country. Uh, We just moved up one spot from 10th. We have the, we're the highest ranked team with three losses by a large margin. And you're completely right. I mean, our out of conference schedule has, well, our just regular schedule throughout the whole year. If you look at it, we have one of the toughest schedules in the country and certainly to date, we have played the toughest schedule right. of anyone in the MCLA. Yeah, I mean, so. people
1: don't understand like when they when you're talking club lacrosse and they hear St. John's or Minnesota Duluth, they don't understand what that is. But within the context of what uh, of what you're doing, that that's that's the powerhouse. Those are the blue bloods of club lacrosse at a national level. Period.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, doesn't, that league, doesn't that league just
0: rule the the national rankings usually? Yeah, against? the
3: UMLC uh, like is five
0: out of top ten teams
3: or something last year. Well, if you go in the top ten, all six are in the top ten. There you go. So a <laughs> whole league. Yeah. It's, it's that's kind of the lead that you want. the The league that is sort of the you know the the measuring stick for for where you stand. And we've played three of them so far. Yeah, and we we drove to Minot and had a a good weekend there. And that was sort of the one where I was the most nervous. Like that was the you know we had. Our opening weekend and we blew out western oregon we blew out southern oregon and i knew like i had a pretty good sense that we were going to win those games maybe not by the margin that we did but they were games that i expected us to win and so really the first tough te- test was you know against number one and two in the country against those and and uh our guys fared very very well and yeah. it was it was a full team game where guys were actually you know there was not one person that you can point out and say, this guy put us on our back. It's that everyone had a hand in that. And it's funny. We're talking about a loss, like it was a win, but they had a hand in keeping us competitive in the game. And Uh, I I think, you know, that was the first two. And then you go to the St. John's game and the guys gain confidence from that. And for the freshmen, it's really interesting. This is all they've known, right? Like this is the level of play that they have come to expect not knowing that you know we could make a much easier schedule for them, right. but that's not really our goal. Like we've right. got long-term end-of-season aspirations, so you know we want these guys to be in these fights and know that this is what this is what to expect. Because if you want to play at the end of the year and you want to play in the postseason, this is who you're going to play.
0: You mentioned that you have a bunch of young guys. I think it's pretty commonly known what the barrier for entry is for college sports like football and basketball. What's the hardest part for lacrosse?
3: The, I, I don't think I understand your question.
0: What's the hardest part for freshmen to learn how to play at a college level? Okay, well, I, I, mean, I, feel like I mean, in football, it's like you're just not big and strong and fast enough. And, and, and
3: lacrosse is is a pretty much I would a, say a, it the same. Sport, it's it's, right. it's, it's going to be the size and speed of the game. And actually, I, yeah. <laughs> it was a great uh, moment after our the fir- during right right at halftime of the first game we played against St. Thomas, the defending national champions, and we have freshman attack who was in, you know in because we needed him to be in for and you know certainly he's a good player but you know i i probably would have preferred a more seasoned player at that but due to injuries and other reasons he was in and you know he comes up to me at halftime and i'm just you know he's he's sort of struggled at this point but he's he's getting his feet he's doing he's doing okay he's serviceable and i i'm just trying to talk him up and let him know that you know we believe in him and that he can continue to play at this level and he goes coach I've just never played against guys that are so big and so fast. Mm. And, you know, it kind of took me back. And it's like, you know, you have to remind yourself that last year, this was the biggest, you know, he was the big, strong, fast guy. It's
1: interesting too. in the sport of lacrosse, especially the, the traction that it's gotten at the youth level, uh, in a lot of places, the skill sets, because a lot, a lot of times you might think that it's the skill of the game that you would need to increase. And certainly you do, uh, you know, The juniors and seniors are going to be better lacrosse players, ball handlers by and large, but there's plenty of freshmen coming in that day one have all the stick skills, shooting skills, passing and catching skills that you would need to be able to play and and be successful at this level. But to your point, it's different when the guy defending you is your same size or smaller at times as opposed to Ben Busky who's just gonna pick you up and dump you on your head. Like that's right. just I, the, and, and the,
3: so, the deal. And I would equate that more to basketball, right? Like a lot right. of a lot of basketball players have the you know, the ball handling skills or the shooting skills. But when you're pressed up against other guys who are going to be more physical in your face, can you come off the screen and hit the shot over a six four guy? Or can you power through that person and then still get that shot? Because there's going to be a lot more people challenging you physically where you don't get to. You know, in practice it looks great. You set your feet, you shoot, you you know, to do the whole thing. But that's with no one on you. So how do you perform when there's actually someone physically trying to stop you? And that that's the that's the biggest issue that a lot of guys have coming in.
1: Tucker Sergeant in studio with us, the head coach of uh, the University of Montana Men's uh, lacrosse team and uh, Tucker, I do want to point out you did squeak by Pacific Lutheran, my alma mater, uh, <laughs> twenty-two to one. I'd like to give the Lutes a big shout out though because they did cover the number <laughs> which I placed on this game at twenty-five. The, so I, I I uh, I do uh, I've, I'm very happy with the gumption that they showed uh, defensively there to keep that to just a twenty-one
3: uh, goal margin. It was we we actually have a rule. Um, I'm going to just kind of brag for our guys here because they've they've done very well, but. I have I have a sort of a sportsman etiquette on our team where no matter who the opponent is you only need to win by one to win. And there are games when you play like a Pacific Lutheran where you can essentially score at will. I mean like that it was just it's apples and oranges. It was two different say, things. I just want to say it wasn't always
1: the case, okay? Just so we're clear.
3: <laughs> I just uh, say but that spread, Ryan. I mean we could have covered.
1: <laughs> okay, but you didn't. But you didn't. So uh, I'm very satisfied. or uh, er, Tucker, you are on the road now for quite a while before you come back to Missoula. When's the next games uh, here in uh, in the city? March 29th. Yeah. So you got Sunday. It's going to be a nice
3: Sunday afternoon game end of the month. OK, well, we will
1: uh, keep people apprised of that and of the progress of the lacrosse team as you go. Best of luck this weekend.
3: Uh, can you stick around with us? Yeah, and I actually, I wanted to mention two cool things that oh, happened yeah. to our yeah. program Tell recently. What do you um, got? Uh, a sophomore player for us just came out today. He's the U.S. lacrosse player of the month, Sean Anderson. Wow! Uh, for our, the work that uh, we and he has done, uh, our team and Sean was a, a major part of that. Uh, so the the national governing body uh, just announced that Sean Anderson was player of the month, sophomore for us. Good and for had him. A tremend- Congratulations, tr- tremendous Sean part, Anderson. tremendous part of our team, all around mid two-way player. Yep. Um, and then the other one the thing is pretty cool is we get a lot of press, but there was just an article that came out called The Montana Way and talking about sort of what we do on the road, going to play all these t- difficult teams um, and just sort of that, because we're in a weird geographic location that we don't have a lot near us that, you know, we basically have to go out across the country and pick these fights uh, and play a lot of the toughest teams on the road that that's actually what sort of helped us in the ranking. So a very interesting article there. We could talk more about I, I read later, that but,
1: article. It's a great article, by the way. We should also tell. I mean, mine at North Dakota is right around the corner compared to your spring break. Alabama? You're going to Alabama taking the boys. Southeast, that's oh right. My Most goodness. of the boys have never
0: been there. You got a note, too. These guys aren't flying charter flights. This is
3: <laughs> on the bus. Actually, Alabama, <laughs> is, Alabama is, is going to be a fly? flight. Southwest. Be. We, we, say, we have surprised. to take the bus to Spokane because it's the only flight sure. that allows uh, group... It's the only airline that okay. allows group travel. Because I was going to
0: ask you, like, what is the game plan for a week on the... I mean, how long would it even take to bus to Alabama? Uh,
3: It's about 36 hours. Oh, I looked man. it up. Um, so it that was, it was an option. It, it, it was definitely a consideration, <laughs> but... Uh,
1: that's awesome. All right, very good. Tucker, thank you. Uh, You stick around right here. Boys and girls, I probably haven't uh, told you uh, very much about my weekend that's coming up. It's a very big weekend for me, and Tucker is an important part of this for me right here, right now. I'll explain it all to you right after this. Hey, Carl Tyler Chevrolet, locally owned and operated...
0: So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more
1: information... Visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Tucker Sargent in studio with us. Uh, We talked a little lacrosse just a a moment ago, and now we got to talk a little something I want to talk about. Now, here's the deal. Boys and girls, I'm very, I, I'm very excited, and I'm very, uh, 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 what do they say? Blessed and honored, isn't that the, what they say, Colter?
0: Not the thing. It's a Gregorak special. Hopefully That's right. He's listening. Shout I'm, out, Coach Ty.
1: I'm very fortunate and uh, very lucky. I am going to Boston Saturday to go watch the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning play hockey at the T at TD Garden. This number is, one team in the league, right there, and, and the number two team in the league. Or three, maybe. Uh, it's it's a top three, if not the, the actual two t- best teams in hockey right now. Uh, so I am very, very excited about this. I have known about this for some time. Uh, one of my uh, very dearest friends in the world, Kepler, had a uh, 40th birthday. That's, you know... I'm, I got great friends that are now headed into that decade uh, and beyond. So anyway, uh, he. this was a surprise for him. So I couldn't exactly get onto the radio and start bumping my gums about this great trip that I was going to go on. So he now knows. He is very excited as well. In fact, his Facebook cover photo is the is just a picture of the ice in Boston from the seat we are going to be in.
3: You we know, just took could, took the snapshot yeah, of
1: like uh, the the exactly. seat. <laughs> chart. <laughs> Pretty good, but here's what I want to know. I've never I've been to Logan International Airport, and that's it. Okay, so I have never been to Boston. Yeah, probably as not such.
3: the best representation of the city, well, but I, you, know, you can got, see it. You can see the city from the airport.
0: It? Yeah, it's fine. Aaron so, Hernandez can see the city from his jail cell too.
3: For a while, he's he's been moved since. Okay. He actually had a pretty cool jail. So they had the the Suffolk County Prison is this like is right not downtown about, Why are we not doing a, this
0: on that podcast when they have the phone call? When he's <laughs> calling his mom, he's like, "Mom, I love my prison cell. Right? Well, I, I clean mean, it up every day. I can see the city. It's like
3: if, if they sold if, the if, if they sold Austin. that building and ch- and just uh, renovated into condos. I mean, like Aaron Hernandez's cell is a four and a half million oh, dollar oh condo gosh. unit. Okay, okay. Did can this be about, about me? Yeah, well, sorry for crying out This is your
0: show. We just have. Traded off participants. So
1: I'm going to the hockey game on Saturday night. And I'm I'm very very pumped up about it. But outside of that, like I I, w- I was speaking with with uh, with Kepler, who I'm going on the trip with. If you went to Philly, you're like, well, we'll we'll get a cheesesteak. If you go to Chicago, you're like, well, let's sit down and get a pizza. But if I'm going to Boston, I got no idea. What am I supposed to? What is what? Well, are you talking I about eat an, eating right now? Yeah, eating, drinking, sightseeing. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I got a very limited amount of time. I mean, I got like five or six hours before the game, then the evening after the game, and that's basically it. Sure, we're coming sure, back Sunday. Sure.
3: So I, I mean, like the easy answers are like the. Boston is a very old city, right? So the there's some very cool historical and easily accessible and free things to check out, which mm. actually, I mean, I have done a number of times going back. Even though I, you know, grew up as a kid going to them, it, it is sort of fun, especially in as an adult when you have a better perspective on yeah. that. Uh, like there's this a, there's is where
1: a, this thing happened. Or well, I mean?
3: mean, like for example, you know, people, you know, like the boss. Just like the Irish coming to America and, you know, obviously Butte being a very Irish thing and a lot of Irish in Montana, but they all basically came through Boston at one yeah. time. And there there's a great, um, I mean, there's museums that talk about it. And also there's just like there's statues with it. you can get quite a bit of it it's it's a of a on the placards just talking about it. But I think what people don't realize is how much of a third-rate, lower-class-tier citizen the Irish were treated when they came mm. came over here? I mean, I'll, you know, it wasn't the same as slavery, but it wasn't a whole lot better either. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they, you know, obviously, they chose to come here because they were leaving Ireland, but it was under very dire circumstances, right. and when they got here, they weren't exactly, you know, Welcome welcomed in. with open, yeah, open yeah. arms. So that's a pretty interesting thing to To learn about there because I think it's a lot of things that people just don't don't consider. And then, um,
1: now, is it the Boston Brewery that is responsible for Sam Adams? I think right isn't that what it's the, the Boston the, the Beer Company okay, or okay, something? I, now, I, I, have
3: you toured that? No, and I don't think it would be. It's gotten so big now. I don't think you know. You don't think there'd be the brewery original tours thing? are kind of dumb, right? Like you've seen one brewery, you've seen them all. That no, is it's that is. Absolutely it's like all right. Well, here's a, here's where we make the stuff. Here's the forklifts that carry the cans. Here are the kegs, and where's the tap room? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, like but my point is like people like brewery tours was a hot thing when microbreweries were coming on mm-hmm. and it was like sort of like, you know, you know, you're going behind the mask, but essentially like beer is
1: made the same way. But here's the thing. I've done microbrewery tours. I've never done a macrobrewery tour and Sam Adams or the Boston beer company is sort of in between at the, I mean, I guess they're macro. I mean, they're, they're just gigantic, but that would be it. I mean, okay. But just, I mean, think of like more. Well I get it but you know what <laughs> it has what it is you it's can, just it's still, it's still made the same see way the ocean you know and you're actually there you're like my god this is gigantic
3: that's true and also all different parts of the coast look different too right like you've got rocky coasts you've got inlets you've that's got beaches right. you've got I'm you've saying. got coral reefs but beer is made the same way like it's just more of the big tall tight or Kay. silver cylinders we'll see that that just topped my list of things to do.
1: Uh, go go ahead
3: and do that. But as far as like food is concerned, uh I don't think that there's anything like, you know, I guess signature dish some S- clam chowder, lobster, yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing, but I mean, you know, I know you're cheap, Ryan. And it's even when you're there, it's, it's not that uh it's, it's not, not very expensive. That was going
0: to be my question. Is, I mean, it, Seattle, San Francisco, they are Legendary is the wrong word. Infamous for how expensive they are now. Is Boston very expensive? Oh too? yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I know and- everywhere is more expensive than Montana. But but I mean, but that's like uh, not true because Texas isn't as expensive as Montana. Texas I mean, is dirt cheap. And, and,
3: and I mean, yeah, like if you're going to go out into you know the the, the fancier places, things okay. are more expensive. Now, me, but like, the,
0: what's a pint cost in Boston right now?
3: That's a great question. Probably like eight. Seven, six to eight bucks, six I would bet. Bucks, okay, but so how much is a bowl? Missouri. Not in
0: a five star,
1: whatever, sitting down, having a napkin placed on my shoulders for me. Yeah, but in just like a walk a it up hub at the space. But but a solid bowl of clam
3: chowder. What am I? What's that going to cost me? A, a good bowl of clam. Ch- I don't like twelve bucks. Like if you're talking like as like, a, am a, I going to be full? No. You're never full. Yeah, no. I mean, that's you're a tough amazing. one. You know what, though? Go to uh, go to the North End, where, where the the Italian area there. I mean, that is awesome. And it's amazing, too, because you're talking about a place that's, like, nine city blocks. Okay. Where, where, but it is... I mean, there are people there who are straight up there still speaking Italian. They've never left their street. Like, it, Boston is a very segmented city yeah. as far as there is diversity there, but it doesn't, like interact a whole lot yeah yeah unless you're coming from the suburbs and working in there but if you're like living in one of the different areas it's uh people know that i'm not from there no okay it's good you'll get you'll be fine
1: okay good Tucker, just don't talk like an idiot well uh, we both know that ain't happening uh tucker thank you you've been uh insightful and inflammatory so i appreciate that don't tour a brewery. Who's this guy? I, I, I
3: mean, you can. I just... <laughs> it sounds stupid. Hey, You've man, seen it.
1: Enjoy uh, the rest of the season. Best of luck to you on it. Uh, good work on uh, building the club up there. Uh, we're proud of you on that one. Hour one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. The Grizzlies. Second to last home men's basketball game tonight at Washington Grizzlies Stadium in... Don Arena. you mean? Yep. Yep. They won't be playing in the football stadium, will that, they?
0: That would be entertaining. They should do that once, you know, do like
1: a big drop the court down. Oh, yeah, That would be be pretty cool. That'd be great. Don't go there tonight. Go to Dalbert arena. That's where the game is. We're going to talk all about a huge matchup tonight against Northern Colorado. Next.
2: Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms, to great complimentary breakfast, to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.